let's go ahead and get started. Continue our series on using the law lawfully, looking at the Old Testament commands and how they apply to us in the New Testament. I'm going to try to look at two today, depending on time. The first one is was very interesting. Did not turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out. The, the study of this particular one didn't. And, uh, we're going to be looking first at giving to the poor. So an interesting command in the in the Old Testament. You have lots of people that have comments on this particular uh, set of commands, both from the conservative side and the liberal side. Both of them try to use these verses different ways, and it, it's pretty interesting when you actually get into the Bible and study what God has actually said and what he commanded Israel to do in relation to the poor. Now, in the past, we've already looked at Israel's form of a welfare program, and that was that the reapers in the field were not to reap the corners of the field. They were to leave the corners unharvested. That way, the poor could come in and harvest the corners of the field. And then also, when Whenever something fell from the cart or from the bundle that the uh, worker was carrying, they were not to pick that up. That was to be available for the poor to come in and, and gather those up. Same thing with the vineyards. Uh, they weren't to gather every single grape from the whole vineyard. They were to leave some for the poor to come in and gather. So it was, it was a working program of welfare. The poor had to go out and earn their own living by gathering their own food. But still, the all the landowners were required to make that food available for the poor to, to work and get. Uh, we applied that in the New Testament times with, uh, you know, with us as Gentiles in a more modern society, not in agrarian society, uh, how that businesses could still make things available to the poor. Uh, and we, we talked about all that in that lesson. So we're not going to go over that again refer back to that if we need to. But we're not going to go over the whole thing all over again. But this is a separate command, the command to give to the poor, just just giving charitable giving uh, to the poor. And so we're going to look in Deuteronomy 15, verse number 7, to find the Old Testament command here. And we'll just read verse 7 and 8 to begin with. If there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, Thou shalt not harden thine heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. But thou shalt open thine hand wide unto him, and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need, in that which he wanteth. Now that word wanteth there is not the word for desire, it's the word for lack. The, the word want has come to mean two different things in English, where now we generally use the word to mean that we desire something. Back in 1611, the KJV translation, at that time period, the word want meant to lack. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That means the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. I'm not going to be missing out on anything because he's providing all my needs. Okay, so that's the want of here. It's talking about a, a lack of something that he's needing that's not been supplied. Okay, so this is the command uh, for giving to the poor in the land. It's repeated in Leviticus 25, and let's go over there, Leviticus 25 and verse 35. So Leviticus 25 and verse 35, 
and we'll be flipping back and forth between Leviticus 25 and Deuteronomy 15 here. And if thy brother be waxen poor, and fallen in decay with thee, then shalt thou relieve him, yea, though he be a stranger or a sojourner, that he may live with thee. Take thou no usury of him or increase, but fear thy God, that thy brother may live with thee. Thou shalt not give him thy money upon usury, nor lend him thy victuals for increase. So here again, take care of the, the poor that are among you. Now there's a couple things, uh, flipping back over to Deuteronomy 15, there's a couple things we can look at here in this passage that go against what most people think of when they think of giving to the poor and the command to give to the poor. Uh, the first thing that was very interesting to me is that God never says give uh, to the poor in this passage. It's not a command to just give. It's a command to lend. And the idea is that you lend this to the, the poor and uh, with the understanding that they're supposed to turn around and pay you back. That's the way it's supposed to be. So it's to lend, not to give. And then the next thing that we can see here is that they're lending to the poor. If there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren. So it's not just anyone that's begging. It's those that are actually poor. And the philosophy that I have, and my wife will tell you that I've pointed out to her many times, as we're driving down the road and we see people on the side of the road holding a sign saying we'll work for food, if a man's wearing a more expensive pair of shoes than I'm wearing, I'm not going to give to him. And I can look at his shoes and see that's a you know $100 pair of Nikes that guy's wearing. I'm not going to give you $5 when you've got wearing a, when you're wearing a $100 pair of Nikes. Go sell your Nikes, then buy your food, buy a cheap pair of shoes, and then we'll talk about me, you know, helping you out. But anyway, that's that's just a, a philosophy of mine. There's a lot of people out there, especially in our society, who are begging but are not poor. They, they have the money. They're just out there trying to get something from you for free. And so sometimes you have to use a little bit of discretion and discernment and find out who is poor and who is not. The other thing that was very interesting here is that this was only for the poor of thy brethren within thy gates. So it was only the Jews were only commanded to do this for other Jews or people that had become Jewish citizens. So it's, you know, it's not just Jews by birth. Uh, the strangers who had accepted the Jewish faith and become citizens of Israel, they were the same as if they had been born in the land. That was another command. Uh, and so this is everyone in the land that is an Israeli citizen, and it's only those that are in the land. So there's no command here about giving to other countries. There's no command about giving to... Uh, other people that just happen to be traveling through the land and, and be poor, you know, wandering through and, and begging on their way. Uh, there's no command for that. Command was only to give to other Jews who were in the land. Now, other types of giving were not prohibited. They were free to give to other people, free to send uh, aid to other countries, uh, but it was not commanded. What was commanded is that they lend to their brothers who were poor. And then the last thing in uh, verse number four, or verse, sorry, verse number uh, eight, is that you shall surely lend him sufficient for his need. And so that was the other thing is the lending was only to be sufficient to meet the need that he had. 
It's not supposed to be giving this guy a lavish car or a you know, lavish home or something like that. It's, okay, he needs uh, some food and clothing for this number of days while he uh, is in dire straits just for this short time period. So we'll lend to him so that he has his needs met for this time period. And then he'll get back up on his feet and get a job and go be able to work. And then once he's working and has his uh, income coming back in, he can turn around and pay back that loan that you gave him. So that's the command to lend to the poor and the land. Now there's something else in addition to that. We did mention that it was lending and not giving. So the expectation was that the poor man who receives the gift is going to get back up on his feet, work, and be able to pay that gift back. But let's read verses 9 and 10 of Deuteronomy 15. Beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart, saying the seventh year, which it's interesting, God assumes the heart is wicked here. Uh, it's very consistent throughout Scripture. The heart is wicked. And we have a lot of people today saying, you know, just follow your heart. You know, all throughout Scripture, the heart is described as wicked. All right, so beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart, saying, The seventh year, the year of release, is at hand, and thine eye be evil against thy poor brother, and thou givest him naught, and he cry unto the Lord against thee, and it be a sin unto thee. Thou shalt surely give him, and thine heart shall not be grieved when thou givest unto him, because that for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works, and in all that thou puttest thine hand unto now, this is a difficult verse to understand if you haven't already looked at the year of Jubilee, which we already have, or the seventh year. Now, this isn't Jubilee, the, the seventh year, uh, which absolves all debts. So every seven years in Israel, all debts were forgiven. So all loans did not have to be paid back. You know, if, if it was still owed by that seventh year, whatever was still owed did not have to be paid back. It was all forgiven. Everything, everyone started over on a, a clean slate every seven years. And so what God is saying here is, if you look at this poor man, and let's say he needs $1,000 in order to get back up on his feet, and he's asking to borrow that from you, and you say, okay, if I pay him $1,000, and he's paying me back, you know, let's say $20 a month, well, the seventh year is two months away. I'm only going to get back $40 of that 1000 so no, I'm not going to give you $1,000 because it'll never get paid back. And God is saying, don't do that. That, that is wicked. That is uh, wrong. If he's asking you to, to borrow $1,000 from you, then you lend to him, not expecting him to give it back. And we see that in other passages. Uh, you go to Proverbs 19, verse 17. Uh, well, verse number, verse number 8 here, or verse number 10 here says, because that for this thing, the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works. And we see that same concept for lending without expecting to return in the book of Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 19 and verse number 17. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he repay him again. So you lend to the poor, not expecting any kind of a return. Even if he doesn't pay it back, if it comes to the seventh year and that debt is forgiven, and so he never pays you back the money that you, you loaned him, uh, God will still pay you back. 
because if you lend to the poor, you're lending to the Lord. And that which you have given, he will pay him again. Which helps this verse, by the way, make sense when it talks about he that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. Why would you say lendeth unto the Lord? Because the pity on the poor that they were commanded was not the pity of just plain charitable giving. It was the pity of lending. And it's saying that God's going to honor that loan, even if the poor man is able to get out of it because of the seventh year uh, release. And then you can go to Proverbs 28 and verse number 27. See a similar promise. Proverbs 28, verse 27. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse. So you give to the poor, not expecting for the poor man to pay you back. And then if, if he's not able to pay you back, God will pay you back and make good that loan. So the first thing we saw from this command is that they were commanded to lend to the poor in the land. The second thing is they were to lend without expecting a return. And then the third thing is in Leviticus 25, uh, verse 36, that they were to lend without interest. So Leviticus 35, we already, or Leviticus 25, sorry, 25 and verse 36. We already read it once, but just very quickly read it again. Take thou no usury of him or increase, but fear thy God that thy brother may live with thee. Thou shalt not give him thy money upon usury, nor lend him thy victuals for increase. Usury is, is interest. Uh, so in lending to the poor among your brothers, you were not to uh, require them to pay that back with interest. All they had to pay back was the principal. And then they were commanded to lend in order to receive a blessing. We already looked at that, that for this cause, uh, God will bless you. That's back in Deuteronomy 15, verse number 10. And so in lending to the poor, they receive a blessing from the Lord. All right, so that's the Old Testament command. And it's, it's very interesting to see that the command was to lend and not to give, and to see that the command was only for lending to Jews within the land. And that was the, the limits of that command. They were free to give to other people, but that command specifically was that they lend their money to the poor Jews who were in the land of Israel. Now, if we go to the New Testament and see the New Testament application of this, and it's very interesting how closely the New Testament parallels the Old Testament in this regard. Let's turn to 1 John 3 and verse 17. 1 And we're not going to look at today, we're not going to look at the instructions on giving from uh, Christ's Sermon on the Mount and other things that Christ said about it because... A lot of people turn there and say, see, this is our command as Christians uh, to give to other people. But really what Christ was doing is he was quoting the Old Testament law and commenting on the Old Testament law in those cases. So all he was doing was saying to those Jews before his death, this is what the Old Testament law says that you're supposed to be doing as far as giving. So if we want to know what, what we should do as uh, New Testament Gentile believers, we need to look at other places in the New Testament because Jesus did not apply any of those passages on giving to Gentile believers in general. So that's what we're going to look at. We're starting with 1 John chapter 3, verse number 17. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, 
how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And so here we have a command to us as Gentile believers that if we see one of our brothers that has need, we're not to shut up our bowels of compassion. We're not to refrain from helping him. But instead, we're supposed to help him out and meet his needs. Okay? And it's interesting that this parallels the Old Testament and that it's only commanded for brothers. This is speaking to, to brethren, to saved people. If we see our brothers in Christ that have need, then we're to have compassion on our brothers in Christ. It's not a command for just anyone that we see out on the road that has a need. This is just for the brothers in Christ. Uh, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy six and verse seventeen. First Timothy six verse seventeen, charge them that are rich in this world. This is speaking of members of the church. That Timothy is Paul is telling Timothy to give instruction to various members in the church. And so gives them the instructions to give to the rich people in the church. He says, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. <clears throat> that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Now, those two words, distribute and communicate, are used throughout the New Testament in reference to giving to the, the saints and to the body of the Lord. And so the rich people in the church are to be ready to distribute, willing to communicate. They are to be ready and willing to uh, give to the poor. And just for your information, every American Christian is rich. <laughs> if you, you go to another country and see how they live, then you'll understand without a doubt. Uh, in fact, I, I would go so far as to say there's not an actual poor person in all of the United States of America. Poor people are the ones that are living in dirt, uh, cardboard shacks in Mexico and Panama and Africa and you know, places like that. Third world areas where uh, they have nothing, literally. We are very blessed here. So we have a command as rich people in the church, uh, we have a command to be willing to distribute and be willing to communicate and ready to do so at any time. So that's the first instance of that command, but uh, let's look at some other areas. That the main thing I want to focus on here is that it's throughout the New Testament, all the commands that I could find having to do with giving and uh, being willing to distribute to the, to the saints, it all is within the context of giving to the church and giving to uh, the poor people that are our fellow believers within the church. Just like the Jews, all their commands for giving was for the Jews in the land. Now let's go to Romans chapter 12 and we'll look at one there. Four verses here to look at. Let's see. Romans 12 and verse 9. Give me a second to get turned over there. There we go. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. So this is a whole list of just general 
commands to the church. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good, be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, and honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality, and it continues, goes on with several others. So one of the general commands that Paul is giving to the church here is that we are to be distributing to the necessity of the saints. So in other words, other church members who have needs, we are to be helping them out, and not just other church members, uh, other churches that have needs. We're to be willing to, to go and help them out with their needs. Uh, then you have first or Second Corinthians chapter nine. Well, let's go to First Corinthians first because Second uh, Corinthians refers back to this one. So First Corinthians chapter sixteen. First Corinthians sixteen verse number one. Now concerning the collection for the saints, that's the emphasis here. This is a collection for the saints. This for other believers. Uh, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. When I come, whomsoever you shall approve by your letters, then will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. So this is the churches in Corinth, and then also in Macedonia and Galatia and uh, several of the, the churches that Paul had started, they were all gathering a collection of money to send to the saints who were in Jerusalem. Because in Jerusalem, the Christians were being persecuted. They were being driven out of their homes, having all their goods taken from them and, and confiscated, and they were starving. And so Paul went to all of his missionary churches that he had started wrote to them and traveled to them and gathered up a, a huge collection of money to take back to Jerusalem to help the church in Jerusalem. And so that is what he's writing to the Corinthians about here. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Second Corinthians chapter 9, we'll start in verse number 1. For as touching the ministering to the saints... It is superfluous for me to write to you. So he's talking about ministering to the saints. It's giving to Christians in need. This whole chapter is about that. Let's jump to verse number 6. But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And very famous passage on giving. Lots of people quote it. It's given in the context of helping out another church. This is Paul still talking about that offering that he was taking up to take to Jerusalem and help the Christians there. And then let's go down to uh, verse number 12. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings Unto God. So the purpose of this giving was to supply the, the want, the lack of the saints that were in Jerusalem. And go back a chapter to uh, chapter number 8, verse number 13. For I mean not that other men be eased, and ye be burdened, but by an equality, 
that now at this time your abundance may supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. And this was the purpose of the giving to the saints, is that when God blesses us with riches, he blesses us with riches so that we can minister to other people's needs, other the needs of other Christians. And then in the future, perhaps he will bless them with great riches, and they'll return the favor, they'll return that loan that we gave them by blessing us and sending to us and our need. And there's to be an equality among the body of Christ so that no member lacks while another member uh, is in abundance. But those that are in abundance are to, to help those that are in need. And uh, sort of like in the book of Acts when it talks about neither, that none of them called any, anything they had their own, but they had all things common. And what it was is all those that had wealth brought their wealth and distributed it to those who did not. And everyone had an equal standing both spiritually and financially there in the, the early church. And that's the, the goal that we are to have as Christians. So we see that giving to the poor uh, outside of the church is not necessarily something that was ever forbidden, just like for the Jews it was never forbidden for them to give to the poor in other countries or give to the poor people that were not Jews. Uh, but it's not the command. The command is that we take care of those people in the church that have needs. Now, the other thing on that, as much as we would like to harp on the fact, okay, we're not commanded to take care of, of the, the poor outside of the church. The thing a lot of people forget is that we are commanded to take care of the poor in the church. A lot of people get so, a lot of other churches, especially in this area, get so focused on taking care of the poor outside of the church, which is not commanded, they completely forget about taking care of the poor inside of the church, which is commanded. Uh, you have many examples all throughout the New Testament of taking care of the poor within the church, taking care of the widows within the church, taking care of the fatherless within the church. Every example I've been able to find of giving in the New Testament deals with giving to people that are in the church, for the people that are in the church and in need. And so that is the command that we are absolutely supposed to do. Now, for us here at Mountain View, one way that we do that is taking care of missionaries. Uh, for example, the saints are missionaries in uh, Chile right now. They are trying to purchase a building, and they need money sent to them uh, in order for them to purchase that building. And I know as a church, we've already sent them a, a good amount, and that's, that's our duty, uh, to take care of them there poor right now, and they don't have a large congregation that can provide for their needs. We do have a large congregation with a large income that we can help provide for their needs, and so we are helping them purchase the building that they need uh, in order to continue to work there. And that's what we're supposed to do. As missionaries have needs, uh, we're supposed to take care of those needs, take collections here where we have abundance, and send those collections there where they do not. And then we're commanded to do that, and it's a good thing that we do that here at our church. All right, so that's the command to, to give to the poor is kind of surprising. I was not expecting it to be limited in its scope to just the Jews in the Old Testament or limited in the New Testament to just the church, but it's a, an interesting uh, thing to study. Any comments or questions on that one? <clears throat> All right, we'll save the second one for next week. It is very short, but we'll look at it next week. That's the 
timely payment of wages. So I'm going to have a talk with my boss about getting paid in advance instead of. You know. <laughs> All right, we'll save that for next week and go ahead and, and be dismissed for this week. And uh, just encourage you to give to those in need. And uh, I have a need for uh, about uh, $50,000 right now. So if any of y'all want to, I'm just kidding. Uh, Brother Ramon, why don't you pray for us and we'll be dismissed. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you and praise you, dear Lord, for this opportunity we have to come together, dear Lord, and just uh, learn more of your will in our lives.